0: Hello
1: everyone, welcome to Philly Sports Now, a Philly fan podcast. My name is Zach and I am here today with Nicholas and Andrew, and we are going to be talking about the pre-game episode for the Philadelphia Eagles. Taking on the San Francisco Forty ers on national television this Sunday, October fourth at eight twenty PM. It's going to be on NBC for us all watching it at home. I don't uh, are are the Forty Nineers uh, letting fans in the stadium? Anyone know? As far as I know, they are not. But could uh, okay. Be wrong. They're not, they're- so to me, at it's least, at least the week. home field advantage, quote unquote, really isn't that big a deal. Because that's definitely, I definitely think that's something that we've been missing out on on the Eagles this year. Uh, but going into another stadium that doesn't have fans still, I mean, it would have been the same thing as if they're playing in their own stadium.
2: Yeah, but I, yeah, I, the, the one thing I, I think that you do have to take into consideration now is the travel, unfortunately, for this game. Because you got a change in time zones and you got a cross-country flight. So it's... That, that's that's a part that I think is gonna be a little bit hard for them and uh, it, it's gonna be interesting to see how they can how can they can acclimate to that. So I think we have a really interesting game coming up here with
1: this Sunday and uh you know an interesting schedule to say the least for the Eagles. Now I uh, going off, let's do the injury report. so we're recording on Wednesday, September thirtieth, which the injury report is out and who boy, it is a doozy of a list. Uh, I'm going to breeze right through it as fast as possible. Uh, I didn't know this first one was hurt. JJ Arcega Whiteside. Uh, Then you got uh, Jimon Brown, Fletcher Cox, Jack Driscoll, Rudy Ford, Deshaun Jackson. I can't believe it. Uh, Ken, actually. Avante Maddox, Jason Peters, which, great. Uh, Trevor Williams, Alshon Jeffrey, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, and Miles Sanders uh the last four did participate they were just limited but still on the injury report um
2: woof <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's kind of come to you're just like nothing nothing you just read to me surprises me like i'm so used to it at this point like like you could say carson wentz and i'd still be like yep that sounds about right um you know like say any player on the team and i'd be like yeah that that makes sense i mean Let's just bench the whole star all of the starters and let's just play a, sc- a backup game, you know? Um no, this 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 team's banged up as always, apparently. So like like I think we've just said in previous episodes, like I don't know if this is an Eagles organization issue. Are they not are they not um in shape enough? Are are they just out of shape? Are they not prepared for the for, for the game that for the season? Total. Um, you know, I, I, this is bizarre to have what, this is the third straight year of this garbage. Like, yep. like we're coming out here and, but part of it, I think, you know, Zach, to your many, many points is a Howie Roseman issue because who, who here who, like, 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 okay. I came on last year and said, I thought Deshaun Jackson would get injured. He got injured. I came on this year and said, Deshaun Jackson's probably going to get injured. He's injured. We came on last year um Jason Peters is probably going to get injured got injured we came on this year said Jason Peters will probably get injured got injured okay so some of these injuries it's it's by to players that you kind of assumed an injury was going to come up so so you pay you pay the extra money. You, you give it to Jason Peters. He's injured again. He's obviously whether he plays or not on Sunday is irrelevant because he's obviously not going to be a hundred percent, and he's not, never never going to be a hundred percent for the rest of the season. The guy, he's too old. That's a, that is a position you cannot be that old anymore and, and continue to play at, at an elite level. He's, I mean, if we just he, talk about Jason
1: Peters, uh, his his uh, performance on last Sunday's game against the Bengals. I, I mean, yeah. I couldn't count the amount of times I'm watching the uh, def- the line go right by Jason Peters, and he's he's chasing
2: the guy as they go for <laughs> wins. Like that must have happened yeah, at so, least a handful of times. Exactly, and so if even if he plays this weekend, what do you expect? I expect the same thing. Like like, so I'm glad you spent the extra money to keep him here and 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 keep him happy. Um, and yeah, so so the injury list is is what it is, and like I said, I think even if the it's same thing with Deshaun even if Deshaun plays on Sunday I don't expect him to be 100% and I don't expect him to be 100% the whole season but he's he's old he he's you know clearly deteriorating in skills and and being able to uh stay on the field so I think he's unre, unre, unquestionably unreliable and that leaves you with kind of the scraps that is this this wide receiver core so question oh, yeah.
1: Uh, before, Andrew, you jump in here, real quick, regarding the injury list, this is overall question. Um, I know Goddard's not on there. He is also, he's out because he's on the injured reserve now,
0: right? Because he's just Correct. fractured
1: ankle or whatever. Him
0: and, him and Rager. I was about
1: to say, is Rager injured reserve? Because I know he was hurt.
0: Yes, they're both out, at least, when they get placed in the IR, that means they're out at least for the next three weeks.
1: Yeah, I couldn't remember if Rager was injured reserve. I, I had false hopes that he was returning, which he is not. Greg Ward is absolutely our number one right receiver at the moment. <laughs>
2: yeah. So there's your wires. And, and Arthega Whiteside's injured too, right? That's what I was baffled. I didn't so, know, so, like, so I don't even know who's after Greg Ward. I don't even know. <laughs> like, wait, like, who's, who do we have?
1: Yeah. We have three receivers on the injury report and then one on the injury, uh, IR. So, uh, that's not looking good. Um, Andrew, what do you take away from the injury report?
2: Oh, and Zach, don't forget Alshon Jeffrey still is out.
1: Well, he was in the injury report because he's yeah. not. He's, he's he's I think
2: he's been practicing, right? Yeah, he's been practicing. That. I don't he know cares? when
0: his expected return he, date is.
2: So what? Like, just cut him, Get, release I, him. I, I, I know. Like, i I'm not be stupid. He, this, he he's not gonna he's not gonna give you anything. Like 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 that's not true. He, any more than any of the other scraps on on the wide receiver core. It is true. Like, he, what has he done in the past two seasons with the Eagles? Ever since he dropped the pass in, where was that? New, New Orleans. His, his like, accountability, not accountability, his just, like, performance on this team has just drastically dropped. Drastically. We haven't And besides the point, we haven't even seen him on the field a lot because he's been hurt. All these guys. So So that goes back to, like, I don't know whose fault it is with the injuries, but I don't think you can sit here and just go, yeah, this is a mere coincidence that this is like the third straight year in a row the Eagles' entire team is hurt. Maybe maybe these are injury-prone guys that we need to move on from. I don't know. But that's another conversation for another day. Let's just focus on Sunday.
0: Well, so. the problem is they're not guys. They're guys that they expected to replace people with. I mean, you mentioned i mean, you, other guys on the IR. You mentioned the receivers. Well, Quez Watkins is, is on the IR. Or I guess he just came off. He's practicing, but he's not, <laughs> he's not a... He's not going to be ready to go on Sunday, but he was a guy the Eagles drafted this past mm-hmm. year. Uh, one of, one of the Eagles draft picks. Him, him, and Jalen Rager both coming out of this draft class. They're both on the IR now. Um, uh, you had Hightower just come off the injury report last week, so like it's not. It's to Nick's, to your point. Like, yes, yeah, some of these guys are returners, but they're not all return. Some of these guys are the young guys. You look at uh why we brought back Jason Peters. Well, that was because. Two young guys and Brandon Brooks and Andre Dillard got hurt. So part of these guys it isn't all just, I mean, if you think about it, the, on that injury report uh, you mentioned, I mean, outside of um, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, and Peters, I think a lot of it, uh, I mean, almost newer guys there. I mean, Whiteside was drafted last year. Uh, Brown was a free agent signing Fletcher Cox is obviously, I mean, he's older, but not that old. Jack Driscoll was a first shot or not first, excuse me. He was a draft pick this past year. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's obviously older, but Avante Maddox is a younger cornerback. Jason Peters is older. Trevor Williams isn't that old. Lane Johnson, obviously. I mean, he had a late injury. He's not on the older side. Miles Sanders, he's obviously not on the older side. So I think the, the the problem here is just the team in general. I don't think it's necessarily just age because a lot of your replacement guys are getting hurt too. So I don't... Andrew, I think you actually misspoke. I
1: think you, you, you said... Uh, I think what you meant to say was we brought Jason Peters back because we have a trash GM who can't draft and uh, has us 50 million over the cap next year. But I I might be assuming a bit too much, but that's how I, that's I think the real takeaway here. And uh, to your point, why we have so many players in this position, again, I'm going to go with a trash bin
2: GM. I mean, the GM can't predict injuries. I mean, here's the thing Edge. you can't, you can't, you can't deny that it's not normal that three seasons in a row, our entire team's gotten injured. So, well, so that I don't blame the
1: GM, what, but I do blame him you, for bringing everyone
2: back. Whether you're blaming but the GM why, or someone not, else. Not, hold, not hold on. Hold on. Let me back. make a point real quick, real quick. Whether I don't like I said, I don't two minutes, know who's fault. Two minutes. I don't know whose fault it is, but somebody, something's wrong in the, or as an organization, if your entire team's getting injured three years in a row, like I said, I don't know if that's uh you know the the team doctors making wrong calls here and there i don't know if they're out of shape and maybe Doug needs to whip these guys into the shape better and they're just out of shape and in the wrong position but or, or or if you know they're they're relying on guys who are injury prone and you know we should move on from them completely i don't know what the problem is but there is a problem there now i mean this isn't a coincidence this isn't just random but, like, 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 this never happens where an organization is just plagued with injuries for three seasons in a row, do we think that's it that's could- the point I'm trying to make is i don't I don't know that this is like i I find it hard to believe that this is just an absolute random thing, and it's just like we we should just sit here and be like, yeah, we have some good players, but we just are unlucky, you know like we 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 just haven't been able to we just haven't been on the right side of luck. The football gods aren't in our favor for the past three years. So let's move on from that right
0: now. Real quick before we move on the injuries. Uh, I'm no injury expert, but do you guys know what a glute injury is? Uh, yeah, that's right your leg. Your, that's next to your flak it's, it's your butt, isn't it? That's what Sanders injury is listed as. I have no idea what it was. Like, I have no idea Yeah, your it's glutes. Ah, he's a squat guy. He probably hurt himself.
2: You're...
1: He's a Penn Stater. He's probably doing too many squats. It's probably his hardcore
2: squats too much. Uh, your your glute, glute uh, gluteus maximus uh, refers to your butt. So he he you know he's got a little bit of a butt situation going. Oh, Philly's putting out your official Philly sports butt talk. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know my glut maximus. <laughs>
1: so so uh, I don't want to get off of injuries yet, but I instead switch teams here because as can it's... we
2: move on from the from the gluteus maximus, please. I mean I, keep... I feel
1: like gluteus, gluteus maximus might come back up again, but we'll leave we'll leave the butts Maybe, out of it yeah.
2: Maybe one of these times or one of us can pronounce it right because we've stumbled <laughs> on it three times in a our... row. I've said it at <laughs>
1: least incorrectly every time. But let's talk about the forty ers injury report, which is also just Pretty, pretty high up there. Uh, so I, I don't know these players nearly as well as the Eagles, so forgive me. But we have Kittle. Uh, we have McKinnon. We have Witherspoon. We have Garoppolo, Mostert, Ford, Greenlaw, Mosley, Reed, Williams. And if I'm reading this correctly, the head coach...
0: No, I think that's just part of the, the article. That
1: no, no, I I might I thought he might have got COVID. I, I remember reading something about a coach somewhere getting COVID, so I was thinking maybe that was them. Um, if he
2: got COVID, they'd shut down the whole team.
1: Oh, uh, you're right. That was the Titans that got COVID. My bad. You, um, are
2: they actually postponed the game. Um, so here's the here's the thing. Um, that 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 list is interesting. Andrew Andrew and Zach, I don't. Yeah. I, is Garoppolo supposed to play on Sunday? Because I've been hearing conflicting reports on that.
0: Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo most likely will not play this week. Um, he's questionable. It, it's more, it's almost fifty-fifty at this point. But my guess is with with the ankle there, he will probably sit him out another week. Um, usually, you miss a couple weeks with that so far. So I, I wouldn't expect to. There's a chance, I guess, he could play. The being Sunday night, you get a little extra rest there as well. But if I had a guess, I'd say he more 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 than likely will not play.
2: I'm gonna uh, guess that they're looking at this game and saying, yeah, we can bench him for this game.
1: Unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with you when a uh, what is it two and one yeah, team like, goes
0: up 0 oh, 2 and one. I would agree if everyone if... else was healthy, but with all their injuries, it's going. Be, I mean, it's going to battle.
1: So I do want to talk about the 49ers in the sense of how much of a threat are they actually? Um, and I, I believe we were talking about this a little bit off pod, but to backtrack a little bit here, if we look at the 49ers schedule, they started off the season against the New York Giants.
2: They started off the season against the New York
1: Giants, and they whooped them thirty-six to nine. On the second, uh, I was going to say episode, second game of the season, they whooped the Jets thirty-one to thirteen. And then in this last game, they lost against the Cardinals twenty to twenty-four. Now, forgive me if I'm being a little optimistic in the Eagles' favor right now. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I went in the opposite direction of the way those games went. But uh, forgive me if I'm being a little a little optimistic in the Eagles' favor, but the two of those games that they won were both New York, and uh, not to repeat myself in one podcast with the term, but both New York teams are trash right now. Like, I know Philadelphia looks like trash, too, so, like, really, we don't really have, you know, room to talk, but both New York football teams look like hot garbage, and in that case, I'm sure the 49ers are coming in pretty excited to play the Eagles, but looking at our schedule... In which case, after the 49ers, we have coming up, we have coming up Pittsburgh followed by Baltimore. And which case, a little a little pregame spoiler. I don't think we're gonna win either of those. But I think we could win against the 49ers. Now, what do you guys mm-hmm. feel about this? Because like I said, you gotta assume the 49ers are coming in hot, thinking this is an easy one for them. Whereas the <laughs> Eagles, if they're Anything like the fans right now, they're probably thinking, this is the easiest win we have coming up.
2: Zach, so my first question for you, is cold garbage worse than, I mean, better than hot garbage? I would
1: say so, because hot garbage is stinkier. Like, it's physically steamy. smells gross. Yeah, <laughs>
2: so you, so cold garbage would be <laughs> a step up from hot garbage. So
1: I'd say we are cold garbage, and the New York teams are hot garbage.
2: Okay, okay. I just want to clarify. That's uh, a good, good clarification. I, I just want to clarify that real quick. Uh Zach, I agree with a lot of your points here. Um, And the more I've sat on this today and the more I've sat on this this week, I don't know. I've been going back and forth, back and forth. And I'm more scared now than I was earlier in the day slash week. Because really? I, I am. Because not that I'm more scared. I just truly think this game is a flip of a coin. I think either team can win. Um And I don't think there's any reason for me to believe that the Eagles are going to show you something in this game. Whereas the 49ers, yeah, they played hot they played quote unquote hot garbage. That's correct. They beat that hot garbage handsomely. You know, they 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 had a they beat them very nicely. Whereas the Eagles played their 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 worst opponent was Washington and they lost to them so i don't know i think that it's hard for me to believe sit here and believe that the eagles are just all of a sudden gonna have a a, a great you know what what's uh what what are we gonna get a a big locker room speech and then oh they're gonna rah rah around each other come out and you're gonna see a different team i'm just not buying it right now
1: i real quick want to disagree i definitely think washington's better than cincinnati but to your point we also didn't really come back and like, wipe Cincinnati the way that uh, the 49ers have, like you said, handsomely beaten New York's finest.
2: We tied Cincinnati, aka right. lost to Cincinnati. So, <laughs> so, that's my point.
1: So... is like it's our, our worst team that we've played so far, that we should have won extremely I, high I points think, on. We didn't think, at all.
2: I think Washington's worse than
0: Cincinnati. But, I is mean, pretty close. I, I think uh, Joe Burrow might give Cincinnati the edge there.
2: Either way, we should be 2-1, and one, at least. Well,
1: right to be now. fair, Washington and... beat us and Cincinnati didn't. So just by those rules, Washington's better than Cincinnati. Sure.
2: <laughs> and, Andrew, do you have a point?
0: Um, my point would be uh, Cincinnati, I mean, I, I like their weapons. Their weapons are better than Redskins, uh, top to bottom. I don't know. I, th- I think Cincinnati overall is probably the better team than Washington this year.
2: All right, so
1: All right, so going back, how do we feel about this game based off of who both teams have played these past three weeks?
0: I kind of I kind of agree with what Nick said. Actually, I asked both of you, because Zach, you were saying you're a little more optimistic uh, than originally, too. Um, I think this almost is a coin flip just because of the 49ers' injuries. I mean, let me just say this. If they were completely healthy coming in this game, the Eagles would have very little chance. Um, but assuming, I mean, with Jimmy Garoppolo, whether he plays or not, I mean, he's still not going to be 100%. Uh, we saw what the, the defensive line was able to do last week. Um, they're possibly missing their starting two running, or not because you can't start two running backs, but their top two running backs, possibly in uh, Mossert and McKinnon. So I mean, if those guys can't get out,
2: is McKinnon definitely out?
0: I mean, none of those guys are definitely out. They're just like the Eagles guys; they're questionable. Um, so just like Sanders, I mean, we don't, we won't know until probably Sunday. Um, the thing, and then, but you know, but here's the thing: like McKinnon's injuries—ribs, Monsters' his knee, Garoppolo's or ankle. So even if they do get out there, I mean, they, I mean, one hit to McKinnon's ribs, he could be out of the game. I mean, same thing with the Eagles, obviously. But my point is, because of injuries, this becomes a winnable game. And as Nick said, this could be almost a coin flip, pretty much depending on which way you want to go with it. And I think, obviously, as Zach just mentioned, with your games next week, I mean. <laughs> I mean, we can keep saying it every week, but I mean, you got to get a win if you want to keep your hopes alive. Um, but I mean, th- th- it's got to start somewhere and what better way to go on the road and beat a good team. Uh, the-, the problem is the 49ers have, I mean, they're missing some guys. saying that's the other thing. On paper, the 49ers would have one of the best defenses in the league, but their defense is also banged up. So I mean, this game could really go either way. But Zach, as you mentioned, they lost, the 49ers lost to the best, the best team they faced this year. And that's when they were healthy. Um, with Garoppolo, with those running backs, with the defensive guys, they didn't lose those guys till the Jets game. So, in the game, they were healthy. They ended up losing to a, a good Arizona team that everyone considers a dark horse this year. And, and then they go out and take care of business against two bad teams. So we'll see what this week brings.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm having a hard time seeing it any like anymore. To be honest, I I, I well, think you said
0: it was a coin flip. That's
2: I was agreeing with you. No, I know, but the more I... The more I, coin flip the more isn't, I like, about positive, that. though. Yeah, the coin the flip I know, but is, coin flip means it's time to play this game to win. Yeah, but... No, no, I, I, I agree. It's a coin flip. Like, the Eagles could win this game, definitely, but I'm having a harder and harder time seeing it happen because the more I think about it, the 49ers, even though they're banged up, they're coming off a Super Bowl run, so, I mean, they're an experienced team. The Eagles right now... Aren't we just look horrible in every facet of the game? There's nothing to show for it. At least the Forty ers scored in those lo- like in that and that one loss. Like at least there was positives you could take away from the game. The Eagles just like it was like all negative all season. So I don't have many positives take away from from the Eagles so far this season. So the Forty ers it's like can they put together another decent game and win? The Eagles, it's like can you have a complete one eighty and turn around the entire? playing style of every guy on this team and all of a sudden like have a a good game I don't know I'm having a harder time seeing that than I am the 49ers being able to piece together a decent game
1: so one of the things I I was thinking of in, in the positive aspect that one
2: of the reasons I feel like maybe this is
1: a breakthrough game and this is kind of ironic considering who I'm about to mention but with a lot of your main guys out this week right the two main receivers Wentz has is Zach Ertz And Greg Ward, and and those two guys, and uh, like 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 Nick's laugh just mentioned, like it's it's kind of like oh god, like that's it, right? But those are Wentz's guys. Like Wentz clicks with those guys. So if that's all he has to work with, like maybe this is a game that Wentz kind of breaks through because he has no one else. He's not going to try and throw to JJ Arcega-Whiteside because no one's going to. He's not going to be there to to you know, interrupt him. He's not gonna be there to throw him off and be double teamed. He's he's not gonna have Rager who he's gonna out throw or whatever because he doesn't know Rager well enough. He doesn't know how far Rager's gonna run or where he's gonna go. You know, he doesn't have uh, Hightower who's messing up his route. Like I feel like maybe that's a plus in their favor, but I, I mean I'm not by any means saying because it's just those two, they're gonna win. But so does that does uh, my point
2: make uh, sense? That, no, I so I'm going I'm right. gonna I'm going to counter that point real quick. So, essentially, you're saying that because the lesser talented players are in, they're going to be better.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, first, first of all, <laughs> big first of all, I would say Greg Ward is absolutely better than J.J. Sega Wayside, possibly better than Hightower. Um,
2: second well, Hightower, all, it's too soon. I, I,
1: yeah, I know. is too soon. Hightower uh, had a decent week last week. Decent, decent. Like it's, it's hard
2: like, for me to. It's hard for me to say anyone had a decent week when you tie the Cincinnati Bengals. But like that's so that's again that's
1: my point is 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 this because but because Wentz knows these other two guys is that it is that all they got?
2: No, I I I, I kind of get your point, but I don't see it because so I
1: think the biggest problem this season has been. Doug Peterson is trying to force Wentz to do things that Wentz is not comfortable with. And this week I feel like we're leaving Wentz to nothing but what he knows. And maybe that's what helps him click again. I, this is very optimistically. I am not like saying this. Yeah, is, this a, is
2: This is a stretch I, for me. I, I, <laughs> I am
1: not saying this is a definite win. I'm not saying like easy, easy money. I'm saying that the, uh, I, I'm what I'm trying to say here is maybe the stars are aligning. Basically. I, I, I don't know. I guess I have to be optimistic because, like I said, I have no faith, 0% chance we win Pittsburgh or, uh, or who's the other team I just said, Baltimore. No uh, chance. Absolutely no
0: chance. So if we don't win this week, we're about to go 0-5-1. Uh, to Nick's oh. point, real quick, on paper it doesn't make sense, but to Zach's point, if you look at last year, when did Wentz's game evolve to a lot better than it was in the first half of the season was when all those guys were out. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say yes the Eagles are gonna look a lot better because all those guys were out. But to Zach's point, when the once S- and the Eagles turned around last year, it was when Greg Ward was forced to play. It was when Joshua Perkins came in. It was when all those other guys came in that I mean, I don't even remember some of their names. <laughs> but you can just this, make up a an name <laughs> and people would be like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I remember him. But but that's to Zach's point, evidence I guess does back up Zach's point here. Um, it's odd to say, but, yeah, again, evidence is there from last year. And, obviously, we can sit here and we will say that the Cowboys, the Redskins, and Giants were a lot easier to face in those times than the San Francisco 49ers are. So it's two completely different defenses there. But I will say I do think in this game, and it's going to come down to a lot on Doug Peterson here. I think Doug Peterson has to coach a really good game. Uh, I think an X-factor to look out for, who he, for whatever reason, for whatever reason he didn't use a lot last week in Cincinnati is it's got it's it's gonna got it's gotta be Boston Scott. I think he he's gotta be an extra dang ball. He's gotta he's, he's gotta step up with these receivers missing. We if you remember when the Eagles got their best since Doug Peterson's been here, they've utilized the running back position from uh LeGarren Blunt to Jay Ajayi to Darren Sproles. and for whatever reason, Boston Scott's not as good as Darren Sproles, but he's plays the same type of game. And for whatever reason, he didn't use him at like at all last week. I think he had like two targets and not a lot of plays. And we all know we all call from the run, the ball to Sanders more, which for whatever reason he doesn't. So I, I think a, a big factor here has got to be Boston Scott in this game, but someone's got to step up with all those possible receivers being out. And, if they want to win, I mean, we all we all know what Sanders is going to give us about ninety to a hundred yards, and we know what Ertz is going to give us. Scott's got to be be the guy here in the difference, I think.
1: So, I actually have a question for you guys, and this could either be my own ignorance or just speculation from fans. I don't. So, last week we saw Corey Clement and Boston Scott. I thought I thought way more than we should have at all. Um, <laughs> Because Sanders was doing so well, it was like, "Why are you taking Sanders out so much?" Like, I get it; he needs a break. But like, they were taking him out way too much, and giving. And, and when Clement came in, you're like, "Are you kidding me?" So this was my question uh, for you guys: um, Is that Doug or Deuce Daly's uh, decision?
2: I think that I th- that you're referring to is a Deuce decision. But you, you, you but Andrew, you give your thoughts on that.
0: I think there's a lot of things that go into it this year. Because um, I think Sanders hasn't played a lot as much compared to last year. And I think, one, it's you saw Sanders have the hamstring injuries before the year. So I think – I mean, I know the record-wise you can't really afford it too much, but I think they don't want to force him to be out long-term. So I think they're kind of trying to help slowly ease, ease his way back in because obviously a hamstring injury can be, can be a, kind of a nagging injury and kind of come back at any time. I think – I will – in terms of coaching, I think it's more Deuce Staley there in terms of rotation than Doug Peterson. Um, I but think, Doug does I think that... call,
1: like, when we do the run, right? It's just up to Deuce on what run, who's in it oh, kind yeah, of a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- yeah, Doug's the play caller. Deuce, I think, would call it be the um, rotation guy there for the running backs. And, I mean, they don't really show running backs too much after the tackle and stuff, but for all we know... If Sand, I mean, we saw Sanders run three or four times in a row. He could be calling to get taken out if he's not, if he's getting tired or, or fatigued in that moment. So it, it could be a, a couple of different things. But if I had a pick, I don't know for sure, but I'd say um, Deuce Daly's got more – I don't want to say more say, but Deuce Daly has a lot of say in that rotation there. Um, and I'd like to see him kind of strictly get it down to almost two. Uh, I, I'd like to see Sanders and uh, Boston Scott there to start. So I did have one other topic I wanted to talk about that really – I guess, won't
1: change how this coming game goes, but it'll be an impact unless uh, uh, anyone else had anything to say about the running game. But we'll we'll just go on to it. So the other thing I wanted to ask about was in one of the press conferences, I forget if it was post-game or Monday or whatever. Um, someone asked Doug uh, if he has any plans on giving up the plate calling, at which case he said absolutely not. Um, it's his favorite part of the game or something like that. Now... Personally, me, one of the things I think is wrong is I think it I think that's the issue. I think Doug trying to handle offensive coordinator and head coach is too much for him. You know I I don't I don't dislike Doug at all. I really like Doug Peterson as our coach. Um, I think we're seeing chip kelly mistakes though which happened when he took on the gm position right he was head coach and gm um it's that overload right it's like he's he's taking too much on his shoulders and now doug ha- has been doing not great sl- sliding into playoffs since taking that offensive coordinator position as well as the head coach position um i i really think he should c- consider someone else like I feel like that's what the proof in the pudding is because as much as I dislike Howie I don't think firing Howie is going to change the world right now you know I don't think firing Doug or replacing Wentz is the answer I I think I think it's as simple as fixing the play calling so I I don't think anyone should be fired I think someone should be hired
0: no I hear you saying I agree you look at when this team was at their best they had uh Doug Peterson they had Frank Wright and they had Joe uh, DiFilippo um, there in, on the coaching staff. That's when Wentz was at his best. For, I don't know if you guys saw Foles' press conference the other day, either today or yesterday, but he gave a lot of credit to Frank Wright more than he gave it to Doug Peterson on, on helping him change his career when he came back to the Eagles. He gave a lot of credit there to Frank Wright and uh, with how much he said he said he's, he's, he caught. Frank Wright was the guy that caught uh, Foles' mistakes and was the guy that fixed him. So I think, to your point, I think Doug Peterson is missing a lot of that play calling and getting a lot of that help from um from those two guys there and obviously we we'll all sit here and agree that 17 was the best year that doug pearson and the eagles have had under him and i i think that that goes to show is he was a head coach he's able to run a team i think he's a great motivator i think he's a great collective team guy to bring the team together but i think uh he has too much on his plate and and it would be better to hire an offensive coordinator. I mean, I, I don't know who's out there that you're going to go hire mid-season or even in the off-season. I don't know who is going to like fix the world's problems right now. But I think uh, I, I agree with you to, to answer the question though is I think it would benefit the Eagles as a whole if they were to hire a offensive a traditional offensive coordinator. Nick, do you think that Doug w-
1: could greatly use the help of a new offensive coordinator? And do you think it's any possibility that he would take anyone on this season?
2: Uh, no, I don't think he'll take anyone on this season because I don't think that's traditionally something that happens in any sport to hire a, a coach mid-season to, like, I don't know, to to, to, to take on, like, a role like that. Um, so but... that's the
0: Phillies and Charlie Manuel.
2: <laughs> what? Nah, so I'm what about... When they
0: hired Charlie Manuel like two years ago, with, like, 15 games left to try to... Try oh, to yeah. the playoffs.
2: That's right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that didn't work. Um, but... <laughs> Um, I just think it's too much. You got to learn like too quickly. Uh, and to your point of, you know, I think you said, you know, you, you believe it's as simple as taking Doug's responsibility of play calling and handing handing it to someone else. I don't think it is that simple. I think you know, I truly, I've been saying it since last year. I don't think this team has constructors going anywhere. I think you need a complete overhaul of many of the players in this roster. So if you have, I don't think Frank Reich on this team is going to change it would, would change much yeah we might be two and one, maybe we'd be two and one but 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 i don't think this team would go anywhere i don't It'd think be, that'd be first place think, I, in the I, nfc I, I don't i don't i truly don't believe and i've heard i'm not the only one saying this seth joyner has been repeatedly saying it you know i, I think ray Dininger uh, has been saying it you cannot win any you're not going anywhere with this team as constructed you need players who can play Coach is coach and that's great, but the players are the ones on the field making the plays. So yeah, should Doug Pe- should Doug Peterson have relied more on the run game? Sure, but Carson Wentz still should have won the game. You know, players should have still made catches when they were dropping them. Yeah, you, you know, I, yeah. Would it have been smarter to run? Sure, and that's why I hate the uh, the analogy for the Seahawks when they lost the Super Bowl. Should should he have run there? You know, you know. Sure, he should have run there, but. Russell Wilson still threw an interception and lost the game for the Seahawks. And that's completely overlooked, you know, and everyone blames it on the coach. Russell Wilson made the choice to throw it to that guy. The players play the game. So I don't – I never put as much on the players as I do on the coach. Look back to Chip Kelly. Yeah, I blame – obviously we're going to blame Chip for that whole era, sure. But it it wasn't Chip Kelly so much as it was the team Chip Kelly constructed. After Chip Kelly left – you, you didn't hire Doug Peterson, and then you're going to win with Doug Peterson. You hired Doug Peterson, and then you had to completely overhaul the whole entire team. You had to get a new quarterback, running back, wide receivers. You had to get new everything. So I think that this team right now, as constructed, isn't going to go anywhere. So regardless if Doug Peterson's calling the play call, or if Joe Schmoe's calling the play call, or if you hire Frank Reich back, I think this team has got mediocre talent on it and it's not going to go maybe you'll squeak into the playoffs but you're not going further than that all right why don't we wrap
1: this episode of the pregame show up by talking about what we think our predictions are going to be um we've talked about a lot of things today between numerous injuries i didn't even know were happening uh we talked about the fact that the schedules have been in the niners favor and will not be in the eagles favor coming up um Boys, it's, it's time to decide who's going to win this game. The Eagles or the 49ers. Uh, I'll go first. I I am being very optimistic, and it's definitely not as much as I thought it was pretty much at the start of this podcast. Uh, talking about injuries has been a bit of a downer, um, but I still think the Eagles come out on top. I'm going to go super close, though, like 23-20. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. You know, As you guys said, coin flip kind of a game. These teams are... Uh, hopefully, I don't know if evenly matched is the right term, but we'll go with it. And uh, I, I think that it's going to be tough. But I think the Eagles get their first win, and hopefully, I, I really, I really hope they do because I think they're about to be uh, one four and
2: one.
0: <laughs> Nick, how are you go?
2: I, I can't. I, I am so back and forth in this game. I can't get a read. I every. Everything inside me said that the Eagles were going to win earlier today, but my entire, every, my all my instincts are completely changing right now, and and I just, I don't see it. Honestly, I don't see it happening. I think the Eagles are going to lose. Uh, I think we're going to lose twenty three to sixteen.
0: All right, I think. Um... A big thing it's going to come down to this week, because I already mentioned Boston Scott, the other thing is is how the defense plays. It's going to be all a lot on the defensive line here. We saw them have eight sacks last week. They're going to not have to get eight again, but they're going to have to continue to get pressure on the quarterback. And if Jimmy Garoppolo can't play, I think that's a, a big advantage to Eagles because um, you'll see the 49ers kind of turn to the run game a little bit, and that's where the Eagles are at their best. I mean, we mentioned it before, the Eagles defense actually hasn't been playing that bad in terms of some of the positioning they've got put into. Um, in the last couple weeks, uh, I, I think it's a it's going to be a very tough call here. Uh, as you guys mentioned, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a battle. I think uh, I think you could swing it either which way. That there's something I like with when the Eagles' backs are against the wall that they come out and play. And and I think they like Zach said, they know what's coming next. I, I don't have much faith in beating the Ravens and those teams, but due to the 49ers injuries. I think some of those injuries are more important and more of a loss to the 49ers than some of the Eagles injuries are happening. I think the Eagles I think the Eagles come away with a close win here. I'm going to say it's not it's not going to be a fun football game to watch. But I'm going to go with a a, a uh, nice score of 17 to 14
2: Eagles victory. Uh, man, See, I, man. I, I
1: I the only reason I disagree with that and, and that's a great score like I, I understand I think the Niners are still going to score a lot and that's what like if it, it, it's I think it's really going to come down to we have to be able to pace with them I don't think there's any way we keep them in the teens I I just I, I, I yeah
0: I was I don't I don't see if if Garoppolo can't go and then I don't know I don't know how they're going to get the points there I, I again I like to where the Eagles defense hey, is God. at
2: I it, mean, they got points last week with Garoppolo. They got 36.
0: They're playing, yeah, but they're playing the Giants. Like, I thought,
2: yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I agree, but. You, you look at when they played a good played, defense. Played they Washington. Put, I mean, we couldn't score. So, I mean, that's I, why I didn't give us a high score. Um, <laughs> no, my point I, is that. My, like, my point is you, you look at who their best team they faced
0: and the best defense they faced when they were healthy it was the Arizona Cardinals. They only put up 20 points. Uh, the problem is we're not the think, arizona
1: cardinals like i would I definitely
0: that's pick. A, Offens- that's offensively a, i completely agree with you but our, our defense i don't think it's much off off the cardinals yeah, there.
2: i i think that i think that the position our offense has routinely put our defense in that like is what's gonna give up the points i don't think it's gonna be on the defense's fault I just, i'm actually uh, glad we brought that up because
1: i wanted to, I, I wanted to say beforehand i forgot i i definitely think that the defense has been doing well this season, but they're just exhausted because the offense can't stay on the field and they're just getting out of six
2: turnovers. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I think the that's defense, a- it would help if the defense got turnovers. We haven't seen any this year in our favor so far, but um, I that's not something you can necessarily like blame them. You hope for that kind of a thing. Right. But
2: I, 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 I agree. You can't blame them, but I think Andrew said it in the last podcast, like y- y- they kind of need to get, get some turnovers like you can't just go all season with no turnovers like it's time for them to step up that and that was one of my points of the game i actually wanted to bring up so i'm glad you brought it up like i think the, de- the de- you know just real quick to kind of close it out for me here i think the defense needs to make a turnover if we want to win i think y- i think you need to see at least one turnover from the defense doug needs to call a better game and i think you need carson to step up and uh, not you know look like uh an inexperienced quarterback he needs to play his best game of the season. And I think those three keys are, are, are you know, how the Eagles are going to squeak a win out this week. I think those three keys are very important, and I think that's the most
1: it-could-happen list that we need to happen. Like like classic Angels in the outfield, sick. it could happen. Andrew, yeah, any sick. last uh, thoughts?
0: Ma, I agree with Nick. I think the, the big biggest key to this game is probably take care of the ball. you got to win the turnover battle especially in a game like this. If you don't win the turn- turnover battle, you'll probably end up losing the game. Um, so I'll say that that's the big key there. The second defensive line, and then the third, I think, is the X-Factor, Boston Scott.
1: Uh, real quick, real quick, don't overly talk about it, but one last thing before we go. Over, under, one interception for Wentz this this game. Over. No. I, oh, over, under. Um, G-
0: give us give us a half. Like I don't want to do a push.
1: Yeah, I don't. Is do Wentz going to have an interception or
2: not? All right,
1: I'll go one. <laughs>
2: I'll go one too. <laughs> All right,
1: everyone, thank you for listening to the Philly pregame show, uh, Philly Sports Now pregame show, uh, again for the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the San Francisco 49ers this Sunday at eight twenty p.m. national television. I kind of forgot; I meant to actually look that up. I do we do well nationally uh, when we do national television? Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been Philly Sports Now, a Philly Fans podcast. Uh, Find us on Twitter at Philly underscore sports. Now that's at Philly underscore S P R T S. Now that's sports without the O. Thanks for listening. And as always go birds. go birds. And one last note before you guys leave. I just wanted to point out that due to the Eagles game being on Sunday night, we are going to be postponing Philly sports. Now episode eight, which will come out on Tuesday instead of Monday. So, again, Philly Sports Now Episode 8 will come out on Tuesday, October 6th, uh, early in the morning. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And as previously said, go Birds.